Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your AEW Championship final set with Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. The PWI 500 comes out. The bloodline gets even stronger. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Rodney Danger Heel. And sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Yeah, that shit was good. Understated and subtle. It, not usually the BFR trend, but good none. It's a slow week. It, it, it's, a, it's a chill week. It's chill. We needed a slow week after last week. I mean, God Chill damn. weather. Shit. Chill week of wrestling. Nobody throwing chairs at each other. Everybody sit the fuck down. We going to watch the Nobody fake bite. biting each other. <laughs> and on that lovely note of biting each other, allow me to ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside Podcast, volume 274, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saying, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. Like Bill said, it's a slow week, but I'm kind of glad it's a slow week. I wanted to focus a little bit on wrestling instead of the uh, the speculation of who's getting fired and who ain't getting fired. Then out there in our beautiful Pacific Northwest, Portland, Oregon, we have two beers. Zach Pullman. BFR West's in the house. So here's why it's fine that there's interim titles in AEW. No. Uh, I, I was about to say, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even wait 20 minutes. I'll tell you what, the first thing I saw this morning after, you know, I got all my morning uh, stuff out of the way is the first time I looked at social media, first thing I saw was the new trailer for John Wick 4 dropped, and I immediately go copy, share, <laughs> onto my man Two Beers page. Yeah, I saw that it was shit. was 7.06 a.m. I was like, here you go, dude. I know that it, I know that you're two hours behind us, but here's something to wake up to. Oh, shit. And God damn, that, that was, shit looks tight. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing thing to wake up to. I absolutely appreciate that. It really set the tone for the day. Good. Um, and that I murdered a lot of people. Oh, okay. I was oh. getting ready to say, so you were just killing motherfuckers left Well, right yeah, now. just fucking, you know, <laughs> just all There's tied. a lot of homeless here in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> if, I could, if, if you were going to kill a bunch of people, though, it'd be a lot like John Wick, like a lot like just point blank to the face, you know, maybe riding a horse, <laughs> but like looking all tired the whole time. Like, yeah. I can't believe they brought me back into this shit. That's the best thing about John Wick is that he's fucking exhausted and doesn't really want to be doing it. Um, so we are coming at you from beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. Like I said, it was a slow week of wrestling, which is good. Maybe, you know, this podcast will only be like an hour and 55 minutes, but we'll, you know, make up some arguments about, uh, the PWI 500 or the top 20 that dropped. Uh, I'll tell you guys a real funny story before we start just to you know just as a palate cleanser i took my child to the park right down the street from us uh you know it's kind of nice she's walking really good now and she holds my hand as we walk up there and she she smiles at all the kids walking by and everything and we get up there and she sees the big kids playing you know they're probably like five or six years old and she runs over 
because she wants to hang out with them, and she kind of like stands with this kid. Probably he's probably five or six years old, um, and he's like, "Oh, look at the baby!" And like his big sister's like, "You know, be careful with the baby around." And he's like, "Okay," and he like kind of starts playing with her, and she's laughing and everything. Then he turns around, puts his butt right up to her face, and makes the sound with his noise. He goes, <laughs> and I go, "Whoa!" I go, "Hey." <laughs> Let's not do that. And he, he looked at me. He goes, "I'm obsessed with farts." Oh no! <laughs> and I kicked him as hard as you could fucking kick something. Man. I just fucking booted him in the next fucking week. Try to get my daughter pink eye. You little piece of shit. Oh, Fuck that's you. Good. That's amazingly funny. Okay. <laughs> he looked at me. He almost redeemed himself with the "I'm obsessed with farts," but I was like, "Hey, I was like, hey, don't do that, you little fucking punk." It was my first real dad moment as a uh, hey not not my kid like leave my fucking kid alone so anybody else is kid, but not looking, mine. looking forward to a lot more of those uh, yeah, without right. further ado dr farts <laughs> <laughs> right, dr farts from the rehearsal let's get to that three count jcb dealer's choice um Dealer's choice? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go with Raw. I'll go with Raw and uh, SmackDown, all things uh, WWE. A couple of things that kind of stood out for me on WWE programming this week. Um, KO, once again, with another fire-ass promo. In no particular order. It's just the first thing I thought of. Um, I threw it out there. I wasn't sure what KO is now at this point. Character-wise, is he babyface? Is he a heel? Is he a tweener? I've had some people say he's the... Anti-hero, he's going back to his prize fighter roots, just, you know, going for championship gold. Um, I guess I just wanted to see maybe some more of a definitive role for Kevin Owens. Not saying he isn't doing amazing work right now. Promos coming out and then obviously having good matches afterwards. Um, Seth Rollins, speaking of chasing uh, championship gold, he throws out a tease of chasing championship gold, and then one Bobby Lashley confronts him backstage over who is the true face of Raw since there is no Raw champion. Uh, something else I want to talk about here in a, in a little bit. Um, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins intrigues me. intrigues me very much just for the fact that I think Seth Rollins is one of the the bigger Names in WWE, easily one of the most over names in WWE, and I think that he and Bobby Lashley would have a good match. And then the third thing I wanted to talk about was basically Roman Reigns and the Roman Reigns uh, undisputed title reign itself. Um, The more and more I'm seeing guys come back, like Johnny Gargano uh, coming back, you're going to have other guys coming to the mix, Drew McIntyre, so on and so forth. I'm starting to lean towards going back to the the two-title system where you have a straight-up Raw champion and a straight-up uh, SmackDown champion. Somebody said on a podcast I was listening to this week they should have TV champions replacing the IC and the U.S. title. So I'll let you guys pick whatever you want to talk about first, and we can kind of go from there. Zach, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns match at Survivor Series. <laughs> how, how's that gonna work? They've never, they haven't, they haven't really cleared up. I if, think that's gonna be a five on five. They haven't really cleared up. Man, we say that every year. No, We're like, oh, this would be a good Survivor a good, no, Series. No, seriously, with Sami Zayn being the fifth member, mm-hmm. that's 
a, a traditional five-on-five team. Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, just off the top of my head, that's three spots right there. You can throw two more guys in, and you can, that's your main event for Survivor Series. Uh, they haven't said though if Austin Theory cashes in, does he cash in on the undisputed? Or the undisputed? Does he cash in on the unified? Does he cash in on one or the other? They haven't really explained it yet. Well, there's only one to cash in on, so I mean, we're not talking about separate titles. Doesn't he hold two? Doesn't he come out wearing two titles? Yeah. So there's there's two belts. No, there's only one recognized. Right now, title. it's unified, but it right. doesn't always have to be unified. Okay, but here's the problem with that: it's not like. Austin Theory has come out and said, I want to, I'm challenging for the universal title. He's coming out to challenge for the undisputed championship. Who takes the belt off of Roman Reigns ultimately? Cody Rhodes. If you got, if you going to make me say a name, that's the one I think is going to happen. I think Seth Rollins would be a little more intriguing. Zach? Yeah, if I was hard-pressed, I would say Cody. Um but, yeah, I like the idea of Seth. It's been a while since he's been top guy, and obviously him and Roman have history, and they've had good matches in the past. But Last Cody guy to like... actually beat Roman Reigns. One, two, three, yep. But, well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a pinfall, but it was he won by uh, disqualification at uh, Royal Rumble here in uh, January. Oh, yeah. This was Cody com- coming out and beating Seth Rollins three times in a row. And with that, especially with the last match, uh, man, uh, as we get into our PWI 500 um, discussion uh, later on, I mean, Cody Rhodes, even with the injury, just uh, what, what a year for this guy. Yeah, I mean, I think Cody Rhodes is the fun pick. You know, Dwayne is still hovering in the background. It's going to be in Hollywood. I wouldn't be surprised when he said somebody's got to come and take it from me. It could definitely be. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason's shaking his head. No, you, you no. don't. You don't think that Triple H would put the belt on on uh, The Rock? No, I think Rock would be more on the lines of John Cena. It'd be another way to get Roman Reigns over, have him in this upper echelon of great WWF slash WWE champions. Rock would be a part-time champion. There would be a lot of pushback on on that alone. As much as I love Rock. I, I would not. I'm not opposed to the match. The match would make sense. I just, I'm opposed to. You rock do realize, the like the pushback wouldn't be nearly as wouldn't get nearly as much attention. This would be like Burt Reynolds going over Bruno San Martino in 1976, though, or some <laughs> shit like that. Like it would be like like The Rock is the biggest star in the world. He's in the biggest movies in the world. He is a fucking megastar when rock came back and took the title off punk and punk was having it was the summer of punk it was 400 plus days i had a problem with that then you did yeah i mean this would be like schwarzenegger beating hulk hogan in 1988 i mean it would really be something if you want to put him in the ring put him in the ring i just don't want to see Rock beat Roman. This would be like David Arquette going over. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. No, you know what? Never mind. Ne- never mind. <laughs> now you're taking it two steps too far. Uh, That's funny. Uh, the bloodline does get stronger, though. Sola Sokoa, uh, in a surprise. I was watching it live when it happened. It was 
pretty fun. Solo Sokoa comes out, and right when he came out, you knew that he was going to take the belt off of Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. I almost said it like the candy bar. Caramelo Hayes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> uh, but he does take the belt off Carmelo Hayes in a good match, and this can only mean good things for Carmelo Hayes. As an aside, this means he's either getting bumped up to the main roster or he's going to fight Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, which would be uh, Braun versus Melo. I guess there's no Darko Milicic in this in this uh, scenario but um i i that I, that was brought up to me that was brought and mellow but um that's great but now you have the bloodline it's going to be fun seeing them come out on smackdown Woof. Draped Four guys all draped in gold. And Sammy just running with around. Sammy, the they should have Sammy. J- they should have Sammy Zayn keep trying to win other belts, but keep <laughs> right. losing. Like, or have him win like the twenty four seven. Sammy, I do. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that That'd would be, be amazing. That would be really good. Um, that would be the best and really only good use of the twenty four seven title right abso- now. Absolutely. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Let me ask you this, Zach. I was thinking about this just about an hour ago. With all that gold on the bloodline, is the bloodline? Oh no, don't do it. A greater faction? Oh Jesus! Than the Shield? Uh, kayfabe style, kayfabe style, probably. I'd say if you're the PWI uh, doing a kayfabe style list, uh, you would probably have to bump the bloodline up over the Shield. Um, you have to the bump only them up over a lot of people. Yeah. The only difference is they're better than the shield was when the shield was collective, but the shield um, has three world champions, which the bloodline does not. So there is like kind of that angle, but as a unit, they didn't have the same kind of success. It is pretty funny that somebody looked at those three guys and they were like, we're going to put those three in a faction and because I think that all three of those guys have it, because whoever made that decision, whether it was Vince, whether it was Hunter, whether it was, you know, Michael P.S. Hayes, whoever saw those three guys and was like, this is going to be the faction, I think they're all, they all have the potential to be huge. That person was exactly fucking right. <laughs> like, what? I mean, what a call, though. Like, really, there's always. I, I hate doing this to Marty Jannetty, but there's always there's always a weak link in shit like that, you know. But like, there really wasn't a weak link in uh, in in the Shield. It's it's pretty astounding, actually. Not at all. Um, I do think it's hilarious. It just made me realize today. So like, Us, you know, Uso means brother. Um, I didn't realize that. Um, so like, they're the brothers, and so whenever they say that. Sammy Zane's an honorary ooze. It's like he's an honorary brother, which makes it even funnier <laughs> because he's just this ginger white guy trying to get into the Samoan uh, group called I the always, Bloodline. I always felt like an honorary brother standing outside of Jack Patrick's with Jason and a couple other black guys as we talked about the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I was an honorary use. Was not, yeah, you, this, that scenario you was definitely honorary Oh, use. yeah, Bill knows his shit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Jason, what do you think? Um, shit. I, it's it's a small lean towards the Shield just because, like Tubier said, all three members are former world champions in the same uh, promotion in, at one time or another. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the bloodline, it's, it's hard for me to – to say they're not at least one of the top f- three or four factions of all time where you got undisputed champions 
um, tag team, but otherwise you brought Solo Sokoa in. Now he, he snaps up the uh, North American title. It would be hard for me not to say that they're not one of the best, if not the best. For me, you you got three world champions, former. They even in got one spot. Heyman. Heyman's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. Heyman yeah, too. Yeah, they do have Heyman too. So I mean, there's there's a lot to, you know, I mean, I love a good faction, and I love a guy that can talk in front of that faction. JJ Dillon was one of the one of my favorite managers, and the Four Horsemen is my favorite faction. When you put those two together, <laughs> shit, yeah, Mongo, right? No. Um. So <laughs> no. Mongo is looking real bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we don't we don't talk about that version of the Four Horsemen ever. No, but Mongo has MS. Uh, he looks really bad right now. It's crazy. He's like that's why wasting I, away I, the, I didn't want to run nothing. him down. I just said we just don't talk about that part. Oh yeah, Mongo was it was so great, man. Uh, no, it really wasn't. <laughs> was, but it just in a different way. Like uh, like back absolute on, like, fucking Monday bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Quick side note for 30 seconds. When I was doing the podcast and, like, you know, put the times down to where everything stopped and started, there was more than one time where I was just like, okay, here it comes. Don't, just let it ride. Just let it ride. <laughs> bullshit. Absolute unprofessional bullshit. I'm sorry. That's one of my favorite drops of all time, hands down. It's staying. It's oh, yeah, yeah. It's here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> the beef is going to have to find a new spot. <laughs> That's fucking comedy. Um, Dom and Ray, obviously, uh, something else to kind of talk about for 30 seconds. Uh, Edge coming after Dom. Ray kind of getting involved, kind of costing, well, not even kind of costing, but uh, getting Edge hurt and losing them. Uh, well, no, Edge won the match, but got hurt in the process. Uh, apparently, he's quote unquote out with an MCL sprain. Shoot. I say I don't think it's I don't think it's okay. shoot. I think it's oh, oh because they, they concerted his leg. Yeah, yeah okay. the coup de gras right, on gotcha. top of it. So I think that's another um a way to try to get Judgment Day over. I'm not a huge Judgment Day fan, but I I would give Triple H credit in the sense that he is put, he's maneuvering or putting Judgment Day in spots where they're relevant and they're winning matches on top of it. Open thoughts on Judgment Day going around. Zach, go ahead. I mean, I think it's a good act. And, you know, this is kind of make or break time, sink or swim for Dominic. So far, he's just been Rey Mysterio's son, who's also taller. Uh, he's just like tall Rey Mysterio's son. He doesn't really have like a character. Um, now it's his like opportunity to kind of break away and, uh, and do something. But um, the faction itself, I was very hesitant at first or worried because it seemed like it was kind of cool with Edge and then they like turned on Edge like so super fast. Uh, but it's been good. Um, I think, I think it's a fun faction. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm pro judgment day and I'm also here as I'm, I'm going to defend Dom Mysterio for a minute. Uh, I feel like he has been getting kind of ran down the last couple of weeks as he has gotten more to do in terms of having a story. First of all, I'm pro judgment day with this edge and Mysterio and Dom story, because it's a story with some pathos. It's a story with some nuance, you know, Ray Mysterio asking edge to take it easy on his son, basically. And edge being like, sorry, you know, that's not the way that I run, you know, <laughs> he kicked me in the balls, right? But also the story, 
story that they're telling with Dom, they did a uh, like a backstage vignette type of thing with Rhea Ripley whispering in his ear. Dom caught a lot of shit on social media about that, about him reading cue cards. Hey, listen, guys, that was a focus less on the reading of the cue cards because everybody does that. Or lots of people do that. Tony Khan did it. At least they're telling a story. This is not just, oh, these two people don't like each other. This is a father against a son, and then you bring in this bad influence, Rhea Ripley, Judgment Day. You have Ray, Mysterio, and Edge. Now there's some a little bit of tension between them because the son is involved. This is an actual story that's being told week to week on Monday Night Raw, which we we haven't gotten in a very very long time like actually one that i'm interested in seeing Agreed. not saying not saying that's not it was totally predictable that edge was either going to win or judgment day was going to come out and ruin that match but they told the story during the match that don was getting outclassed and outworked by this veteran champion who multi-time champion and needed Rhea Ripley's help i think using Rhea Ripley in this role is fucking perfect because it keeps her away. She's still involved on TV every week. She's still involved in a big way, and she and we don't have to be sitting here being like, well, when's Rhea, Rhea Ripley going to be involved in the title feud because she's so good, she's such a talent. She doesn't have to be involved in the title feud because she's on TV all the time in a story that's actually, you know, compelling. So I'm a big fan of that. I don't I – don't, it's weird to look at Dom and think, I saw this week that he's the same age that his dad was when they unmasked him in WCW, which is fucking crazy. God, I'm getting old. Because that means that Rey Mysterio, well, that just means that Rey Mysterio was so established. At a young age. So young uh, when he started out. It's tough to not He was see- junior. Yes, he was Rey Mysterio <laughs> Jr. at the time. That's, yeah. that's very true. Uh, it's weird to look at Dom and not see a child, even though, you know, he's probably like two years older than Daniel Garcia. Uh, I don't look at them the same way. He is baby. He is baby faced, but his dad is extremely baby faced. I'm just coming to Dom's defense. I'm saying, let's let this play out because this at least is something that I, that I want to see. I want to see where this goes. I agree. I agree. Totally. Uh, two other quick hits and then we can move on. If you want, there was a, uh, Fatal, I'm sorry, it's a five-way elimination match on SmackDown to determine the next challenger for Liv Morgan. Ronda Rousey, I shouldn't say obviously goes over, but she does win in submission fashion. I believe she tapped out uh, Sonya Deville to win the title. So now we're going to have the third match between Ronda and Liv Morgan for the title, probably at Extreme Rules. There was a little conversation post-match between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey teasing the possible reuniting of that team. I'll just make it a two-part question. Thoughts on a third Liv Morgan-Ronda Rousey match, and does Shayna Baszler get involved in said match? First of all, I'll I'll, I'll take this first. Um, <laughs> you jumped on that shit quick. <laughs> Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. I'm taking Ronda Rousey, and that is my stone-cold lead pipe uh-oh, lock uh-oh. <laughs> of the year. Oh, my God, no. Of the year. Oh, my God, no. 
stone cold lead pipe lock Ronda Rousey goes over Liv Morgan. I've never wanted to root for Liv Morgan anymore in my life, and I can't stand this woman. If she doesn't go over Liv Morgan, oh God, no! Kurt Stallion is invited to my house in St. Charles to give me a chop. Another one. Bring your friend, Stallion. Bring Riddle. I don't give a fuck. I can see this next week. We could just play this clip and see Liv Morgan pin Ronda Rousey. I mean, it'd be fun to have Riddle here to give me a chop because... Yeah, because you got numerous, great weed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a say, blast for numerous reasons. <laughs> we yes. have a fucking blast. <laughs> We're gonna do this real quick and then start smoking. Right? All right, Zach, Fantastic. what are your thoughts? Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> I do not see uh, Ronda Rousey losing to Liv Morgan a third time. Um, also, I did see something with. Ronda are you willing to make it a lock? Do you want to make it a lock? Do you want to make it your lock? <laughs> I don't know. Put me on the spot here. Don't be a so, pussy. Do it. <laughs> this is what peer pressure looks like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you heard it here first. Are- Zach made it his stone cold lead pipe lock of the year. You guys all heard it. Oh shit! Uh, now I'm locked in. Yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> Never said it, but just like, oh wait, wait, I, I said it. Oh, okay. Lead pipe lock of the year, Cole Ronda. <laughs> what about the uh, the old women's tag team titles changing hands? I thought uh, Jason might have brought that up. Um, Speaking of women's titles, honestly, and I'll just I'll speak on it personally that I never really had much of a. An investment in this, in these, the, the former champions when it comes to Raquel and Aaliyah. Um, poor Aaliyah, I feel bad for her because, I mean, that now that she's not a champion, I mean, she's got, she's in a real bad spot because she's not really impressive on the main roster. She's done the NXT route. So, I mean, for Aaliyah, it's, you know, what can you do with her? Raquel is going to be a future world champion. They're, they're grooming her as such. It's just a matter of time when and where that actually trigger gets pulled but for Leah I feel bad for it because like I said I don't think that there's much of a future in WWE for her outside of more an enhancement than anything else I'm surprised they did it on a raw but why I not I don't think I I, I don't want it on a raw oh yeah I don't think that you could squeeze another match out of Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah. I'm not sure why they put it on him in the first place but I mean the it's it's good that those ladies have the belt now. Now put the belt on Bailey and have him be the you know the women bloodline, the damage control. Um, I don't know <laughs> if we're getting that far, but I, I was going to say I would be that would be another Survivor Series match that I can see happening, especially if you can get Sasha, Naomi, and Becky all back in time. You can make that a, a four on four, maybe a five on five. Couple, couple more things that you brought up. One of them, Ko clearly doesn't miss uh, scripts nope. when it comes to promos. Nope. Like he comes out it. and just rips. <laughs> Don't need a it. fucking killer <laughs> promo just in the middle of raw. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's been on fire lately. The, no scripts is meant for a guy like Ko, or even just you know, even if it's just curb your enthusiasm style, just give an outline and let the guy yeah. just. Pull the string back and let him go. Also, I think that we should take a minute and 
really rejoice where we're at right now that we can get a 15, 12 or 15 minute match between Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable on free television and just kind of let those guys go for a while with the, with Johnny Gargano going over. But you know, Chad Gable was not my most underused guy two Two years years in a row row. for no reason. (laughs) I fucking love the guy. He's fucking awesome. He's fucking awesome. I think I, I would love to see him totally underrated. Totally big time position. But it is notable that that is probably one of those things that we would have brought up a year and a half ago. Be like, oh, wouldn't you like to see like Johnny Gargano versus Chad Gable wrestling a 15 minute match on Raw? Like, isn't that something you'd like to see? And now it's something that we're seeing, and it's something that we're just going to, that normally we would just gloss over because we'd have to, you know, talk about CM Punk shitting the bed and shitting all over the company or something else happening that week. So. Just, you know, let's just look at where we're at in pro wrestling right now. Tubier, what, what do you think your uh, your boy's ceiling is on the main roster? Is he going to be mid-card champion? Is he going to be world champion at some point? Where, what's the ceiling? I mean, Johnny's my, my guy. Um, I don't see immediate world champ on him, but I can definitely see him, you know, intercontinental, uh, U.S., something like that as a possible stepping stone to – you know, I think Hunter's going to make sure that Johnny and maybe Champa, you know, maybe they, they bring it back. They do something for WrestleMania and get him like a, a real deal WrestleMania story. Um, I feel like that's a no-brainer. Um, is DIY I, I don't see the it t- happening immediately. Is DIY, DIY the team to beat the Usos ultimately? That's an intriguing prospect. I thought of them fighting instead of teaming, even though, yeah, they were an excellent tag team before. Right. And uh, they were excellent rivals, so. You think they fight I mean, first, or do you think they become a tag team first? I can see them reuniting DIY, and then, I don't know, maybe maybe do something crazy, like have Johnny turn on Champ at the time. I don't know. Um, I think you got to reunite them first for the for the, the main roster that the main that, roster that public. Seen right, yeah. yeah. Or you just replay the the story, not the whole story, um, you know, not fighting in an empty warehouse like in the middle of COVID, but, yeah. you know, you can replay that surprise uh, turn for an audience of millions that haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, it's fine to reprise them. It was a great turn. An old hit. Last question, yeah. and then, and then I'm, I'm done with the, the one count unless you guys got something else. I'll p- pose this to Bill because you're the only person that watches NXT on the regular. I saw on social media that they're – at the end of NXT, they had the new 2.0 logo, but in black and gold. Right, yeah. What and do you think it, that means? It was Sean and Shawn Michaels' voiceover talking about basically 2.0 is done. Now they're moving on to this new thing. But it was pretty vague. But it's it's clear that with NXT UK being done and them unifying the belts that – NXT is going to be something slightly different going forward. I thought the biggest news about NXT was Quincy Elliott. You ever see this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I've seen his bro. Or is a couple. I've seen a couple of his vignettes. <laughs> that motherfucker. Zach, have you seen this top. motherfucker? I have not. He's when, like he's when... like a mix between Velveteen Dream and Viscera. <laughs> 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 that, that I mean, that's not even that, he, he, that, that's a pretty you, accurate description of him. And I'll let you decide which uh, when you see him. I'll let you decide 
which is which. Oh my area. god, he is something, dude. Yeah, he is. He is really something. He's then over he came the top. out and squashed some dude, and then he started like twerking on the ref and shit. Like it was really something. Okay. It is over the top, uh, and he calls himself like the the diva or something. mega diva yeah, or something, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Anyway, check out Quincy Elliott. It, if nothing else, it is pro wrestling. <laughs> that, is, that is for sure. Uh, so uh, let's get to that two counts. One, two, three. Two beer, what's the two count? I almost wish there was the ubiquity of wrestling broadcasts out there whenever, like, Gold Dust debuted. You know, <laughs> just a bunch of bunch of dudes. Yeah, on the like, podcast what the fuck like, is this? He was something else. He came out wearing a wig, painted all in gold. That guy is something else. This pinhead <laughs> manager came out smoking a cigar. It's the greatest fucking gimmick ever. I would love to see the backstage conversations between HBK and Quincy Elliott. He's like, yeah, he's like, go out there. He's like, twerk on the ref. What? You want me to twerk on the ref? Yeah, twerk on the ref. And he's wearing like a like a gold dust type outfit. At, Very much so. Seriously, check him out. Go ahead, the two. Right. Sorry, we, we I'm intrigued. Put him in the G one. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to get that tattooed. Um, put him in the G one. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, if, we have if, uh, if if found, put me in the G one. <laughs> will immediately die. Uh, so, yeah, we can kind of go back a little bit just because there's this uh, AW World title tournament. Um, so we don't have to dig too deep into it, but just going back to Friday, uh, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, I, like a lot of people with Rampage, uh, did not watch it. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have anything to say about it. but I watched like it. No, I watched the... it. it uh... All right, cool. I watched it. It was pretty tame by Darby Allen match yeah, standards. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, by both guys' standards. Neither yeah. one of them really did anything too, too crazy. But it it was a, still a solid match. I think the right guy went over. Uh, I like Sammy Guevara just as a wrestler. I like I, I gravitate towards him versus Darby Allen. Not knocking against Darby Allen. I just like Sammy Guevara a little more. So, so for me, the right guy went over. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I – They've just been crazy busy. We had family in town and stuff, so I have not been able to watch much wrestling because there's two matches on this Rampage show that I really wanted to see. The Claudio Castagnoli versus Dax Harwood for the ROH World Championship. I imagine that was a very well-worked wrestling match. It was. It was 20 minutes. Yeah, Dax... um, Fucking ruled. Dax does what he does. Match of the week. (laughs) It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was about to say just... Really quickly looking at it, Kale versus Theory, I think should get some love. Um, nothing really on sm- Cesaro versus Dax Harwood for 20 minutes look, for the I ROH said, look, championship on Rampage was the match of the week. Look, I said get some love. Did I say better? No, I did not. Okay, all right. There, there could be a number two. You know, I know Ricky Bobby says it's something different, but there can be a number two. I did one earlier. Nice. Either way, um, I think Dax Harwood should get some uh, some love for Wrestler of the Year. I, I know he's a tag team guy, but every time you put him in a single spot, he delivers. And, I mean, almost to the point where he over-delivers because I, 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 don't, I don't expect 
a lot from him because in my head he's a tag team guy. But then when you put him in a single spot against, like, Cardio, enough said. He showed out. Cardio retained. It, it's, it's an, it was a nice match. If you, did, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, go out and watch it. All right. I'll go out of my way. Um, but, yeah, those are the big things for Friday. Uh, last night we had a, a pretty good dynamite. Um, it feels like, you know, this whole scandal situation with suspensions uh, kind of – brought some focus uh, on the show from, like, Tony, where he's like, all right, this shit's fucked up. I need to, like, put on really good wrestling shows. Totally agree. It seems like, yeah, these are just good wrestling shows. Uh, So, yeah, Sam Guevara versus John Moxley opened it up. I will say Albany, not the hottest crowd um, for the, you know, they didn't really get in this match too much. Not that it was, like, anything crazy, but it was pretty solid. They didn't really pop big until Moxley hit his uh, finisher on Sammy. Well, but, uh, there yeah. was no doubt as to who was going over. There is I think that. that There's yeah, not a I lot of I think that's heat. kind of the problem with with my problem with the match coming in is that it it had been it had, it took. Also, I think Sammy Guevara was the wrong guy to have in this tournament. I would have put Claudio in the tournament. Okay, but then. Okay, well, I'll I'll say my argument on why I don't think Claudio should have been in the tournament or in the uh, casino ladder, uh, casino battle world match later on. I'll just say this: if you're going to do a tournament of champions, it should be guys, especially with AEW, it should be guys that that have AEW roots in some form or fashion. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara obviously have those roots. They've been multiple uh, TNT champions. I have no problem with that. Plus, the the dichotomy of styles, I think, was a nice little way to, like you said, focus back on the wrestling and away from punk, the elite, and shit on the backstage. Well, yeah, um, definitely not a ton of heat. And, yeah, it makes sense whenever you say it like that. Uh, nobody expected. The, the only time the, there, there, there was even a doubt is when the – when uh, Anna J or Anna JAS and Ty Mello came out, and then that's when it was like, okay, is this going to happen? Really? This is how we going to do it? But obviously, once again, right guy went over. It was still a good match. Nothing crazy. No crazy spots, but it was all right. Yeah, the right guy went over, and it was okay. Yeah, we had uh, MJF come out and cut. Uh... Solid MGF promo. He managed to get the Albany to boo him because uh, they were really into him at the very beginning. But uh, he brought up John Moxley's alcoholism, which is a total dick move. So uh, yeah, they ended up booing him. Uh, but nothing groundbreaking here from MJF. Just more kind of a continuation of the storyline. He had to and, go. Uh, he had to go at the crowd quite a bit to turn them against him. Oh, it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. I will say this. The one thing that I took away from this promo was the fact that he assumed that John Moxley was going to win the title and he would have to be wrestling John Moxley. He never really talked about Jericho slash Danielson. All he mentioned that much. him at the end. All that much. Which, but 
Uh, I'll tell you what I think that means. I, I think we we should be on the same page, but go Dan- ahead. Danielson is going to win next and, week. Yeah, yes. That's what I think that means. I told, it, because that Daniel, how Danielson and MJF ended. is fresh. Yes. And sounds exciting. And uh, it, it, you can get Moxley on vacation. You can get Brian Danielson, yep. his uh, championship run. MJF could win or lose. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But to me, that – and the way the main event ended really makes me think that Brian Davis is going to be the next AEW. Zach, tell me about uh, Stokely Carmichael. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> That's why I do it accidentally every time. That time I did it on purpose. Stokely Hathaway. God damn. Yeah, so uh, he's got a new faction for hire. Uh, they're called the uh, the Pelican Brief. <laughs> no, actually, no. Sorry. Uh, they're the firm. It's the firm. <laughs> But I know it wasn't a John Grisham reference. That's like a good joke. A that is a good joke. Yeah, that was that was all point. That was all point. Right when you said that, I was like, "Fuck! Why did I make that joke?" That yeah, is a good joke. Yeah. I hope somebody calls in the Pelican brief at some time. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a big time nerd if you do some shit. And like then Stokely Hathaway says, "It's a time to kill." <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. Uh, the, uh, I call, call like Morrissey the client. Yeah, he does kind of look like Samuel. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. He kind of looks like Samuel Jackson. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and then he gets but, Okada. Uh, he gets Okada, and, and he, they call him the Rainmaker. All right, I'm I'm done with the I'm, I'm done with the Grisham jokes. I'm done with the Grisham jokes. Oh, that was, that this was is my great. new faction, the Runaway Jury. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> but I think what Stokely Hathaway was going for more likely was the Dr. Dre, AZ, Nas, Foxy Brown faction or super, super click. Uh, but anyway, I uh, kind of ran down the Holy gamut. Uh, crowd was kind of dead for this. They didn't really give a shit. Um, after MJF's promo, they were just like, right. whatever. Uh, but weird interaction with him and Morrissey basically just said like I know what he wants to do and that's whatever he wants to do and Morrissey just like stood there looking like he just would rather be anywhere else than right there it was it was kind of weird so glad to like tell him that he loved him like three times just trying to get some response out of him it was like a weird interaction um but uh yeah and it's kind of like it's kind of like after the last couple weeks with AEW it's kind of like wait is that Morrissey actually like being pissed off that he's part of this clique or is it him playing that he's mad about this he's mad about everything all the time right yeah yeah no telling but it was definitely kind of significant uh but everybody else is you know pretty typical running down they they want they want gold um Ethan Page got a pretty decent crowd reaction. He, he wants the All-Atlantic title. Uh, and the Ass Boys want the tag team title. And uh, we got Lee Moriarty who wants the ROH Pure title. So all of those make perfect sense. We're probably going to get uh, the acclaimed beating uh, Swerve in our glory. God, I can't believe I said that. And Arthur Ashe. And then <laughs> if you have the Ass Boys you know, going after them, those would be good first opponents for those guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see how this like plays out, but at least at least the individuals have direction and they laid it out, and this is like what their goals are. So. That's I mean, you, that's exactly what I was gonna say. At least it's a faction, and Stokely Hathaway laid out what their goals were, 
And I also kind of like the idea of them being a faction on retainer. Like that is something that we've never seen before. That is something that hasn't happened in wrestling where MJ, where they said, yeah, we're with MJF until he stops paying us. That makes sense. Ted DiBiase. It'd be anybody? funny if they, if they went into Who? Who? Uh, an interference, like say MJF versus Danielson. And like, this is the way that MJF actually doesn't win his cash in is Brian Danielson pays them more to not betray him. <laughs> and he's like, I got WWE money, bitch. Right. <laughs> you forgot my time. I got Total time. Divas money. Okay, you forgot my time I think over Stokely here. Hathaway rules. And uh, before we get Jason's thoughts on this, I just want to say that Stokely Hathaway's line about him getting to know all the people in uh, backstage and he was just like a snake in the grass and he was getting all his information. Now he has all this blackmail information and he talked about watching living single with house of black was actually really funny. And there's no way more than one tenth of the, of the paying people in that crowd got that joke <laughs> or got how ridiculous it is that the house of black, black would be sitting there watching color. living single. Living single. Yeah. Either or, I mean, shit, it, it would be, I'd be surprised if, Tinder Mahal got that joke. I mean, that is a fucking that's a that's a joke for I old people. I don't know what it is. Living Single was this it was this TV show on Fox? Maybe Fox that lasted like two it had like Queen Latifah. Yeah. And it was like four black women living in the city. It was, it was like Queen Latifah. It was like Sex in the City for black chicks. Yeah. Before okay. it was a city was even a thing. It was and a that sitcom. Hilarious. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I even wrote it down. Like watching Living Single with the House of Black sounds really funny to me. That is such a good joke. Yeah. I was getting ready to say the visual alone, I was just like <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we are living. You can see, you know, Alice or Malachi Black in the back. Living. Oh, you know the single. song. <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> hey, I'm a black man. I'm supposed to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a white guy. Two things that I take away from this whole thing. Number one, the uh, action that really upon. really tall chick from the Cosby show that was also on different. Erica Alexander. World. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, faction or retainer, I'm not a huge fan of either. It's kind of like the. Notre Dame with the ACC. Either be an ACC participant or don't. I don't like this shit where you can make it on the fence. You said we haven't seen this before. I say we have. It was called the Million Dollar Good Team with Ted DiBiase at the head. And you just ha- he just had his own fucking money behind <laughs> shit like that. Now, number two, the, the faction itself, the firm. I like the name, but unfortunately... Tony Khan has kind of shown me that factions outside of Chris Jericho don't really mean that much. So I need to see some longevity from the firm before I even start getting excited about it. I agree with you guys. I like the fact that they came out. This guy wants this. This guy wants this. So you're now setting up, you know, future matches outside of Morrissey that gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. But I have reservations ultimately. My wife actually said that she needed to see some longevity out of the firm before she would get excited about it, too. Man, hell no. <laughs> you ain't shit. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. <coughs> hang on. Let me uh, all right. You ain't shit. <laughs> uh, moving on, we had... Uh, Sound like I did that live, but I just pressed a button and it happened. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy had an open challenge that Jay Lethal answered. Uh, this was totally fine. Um, on paper, it sounds way better than it was. Um, 
but it was still like I'm I'm not talking shit on it. It was a good wrestling match, but in my head that could have been more. But um, Jungle Boy gets a nice win. Tapped him out. Yeah, tapped him out. I mean that's 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 no joke. I mean that's a that's yeah, a young boy going say, over a veteran. At that point, I think that's a, I, I I don't really get what what more you wanted. Jungle Boy won. And he tapped him out on top of it. I was like, oh, oh I, really? Damn. I'm just saying the, uh, the match, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking of a younger lethal or a non-K-Fame injured um, jungle boy. Like, they're both kind of known uh, for, you know, being pretty quick. I just think it's notable know? because that's lethal doing business. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. Like, he, he tapped out for jungle boy, right. which is... Notable to me for sure in, in a scenario where Jay Lethal is obviously established and Jungle Boy's story is just being told, where he, he's getting Luchasaurus and then Christian whenever he comes back. By the way, can 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 I can I cut in here real fast with a with an aside? And I I don't know how long this is going to take, but Tom Bray's taking over, boy. <laughs> um, so Eddie Kingston had this. He was on uh, Bubba Ray's busted open show and he was talking about how he he doesn't get along with punk claudio daniel bryan and he named somebody else right oh you're talking about the thing i put up on uh friends of bfr yeah, eddie kingston was on busted open i can't think of who the fourth person was but yeah it was somebody that was well established somebody that it doesn't seem like uh, well it, it was punk brian claudio somebody else and he goes, you know, a lot of these fans want to use these insider terms like they're one of these boys backstage. It's like, motherfucker, you're on a fucking serious XM show using all these terms with these extra with these ex pro wrestlers. And you want to make fun of me as a fan for using insider terms like on one of the boys backstage? Motherfucker, stop <laughs> fucking using them then. How about you not go on the radio show, you fucking asshole? Totally turn me against Eddie Kingston. Fuck Eddie Kingston. I'm oh. anti-Eddie Kingston now. Come find me, Eddie Kingston. Mm-mm. You can chop me if Ronda Rousey doesn't go over. If not, I'll chop you, motherfucker. Come over here, Eddie Kingston. Oh, I wish this was a vid- visual media right now. Like, my mouth is a gate. Like, this. eyes wide open. Fuck like, that. What I'm the tired fuck? of being made fun of by these fucking wrestlers who think that I can't use insider terms because everybody else that came before them wrote books that I read, like fucking McFoley, like fucking The Rock, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I don't watch all these interview shows where they use these terms. Am I not supposed to use baby face and heel? Am I not supposed to use going into business for themselves? Am I not supposed to use fucking uh, going over? Am I not supposed to use doing business? Fuck you, Eddie Kingston, you fucking dork. Fuck you. Mm. I hate that shit. Mm. Okay. Don't fucking make fun of me for using insider terms like I'm one of the boys. I am one of the boys. I'm one of the BFR boys. And I'll use whatever fucking term I want to. Come find Jason. Hey, come on, man. He lives in South South City, St. Louis, Missouri. Hang on, man. Hey, hey. He works a couple different restaurant jobs. I know where he hangs out on Friday nights. He cannot come into my restaurant. $1,000 Street. He's about five foot nine. Looks like Gary Payton. Right? 48 years old. Shiny ball head. You can't miss him. Motherfucker. I will say the quote 
directly that you were talking about, and we're naming the fourth person. Straight quote from Eddie Kingston. Just ask me. I'll spell it out plain and simple. I don't like Jericho. I don't like Brian. I don't like Claudio, and I don't like Punk. Those are the people that I don't like in this company. There's nothing you can do or say that that makes them makes them any different to me. I know who they are. Okay, so Jericho is the fourth. No, say person. the rest of it. Well, that that was at the very end. I'm look. It's a whole soliloquy on the shit. Go to friends of BFR. Find the shit. On Facebook. On Facebook, obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but friends of BFR on Facebook. I can't I can't stand being made like I, I, I just don't like that. Like all I'm doing is using terms. Like everybody likes to use terms like they're one of the boys. Fuck you. Like that's the term. That's the phrase for it. Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily a rite of passage in order to use like words that are you know you heard it yeah. kingston zach pullman said fuck you too <laughs> i agree with the sentiment i agree with your sentiment i come find him he lives in portland <laughs> oregon <laughs> i didn't know that bill was gonna cut a promo on eddie kingston <laughs> right. oh, whatever he said i have an aside here like you cut a promo like you were gonna have a match with <laughs> i could barely fall asleep the other night thinking about how mad i was at eddie kingston <laughs> Fucking slob. I'm dead. Do some cardio, you fucking slob. There we go. (laughs) Oh, now it's with the body shaming. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're just. We were doing so well. Absolute fucking bullshit. (laughs) Unprofessional bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right. All right. Thanks for letting me do that. No yeah. problem. Find me, <laughs> Kingston. So this is what it looks like when I rant. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> God, you guys got that off your chest? No, he got um, out of the chest. I'm sitting over like, what the fuck? Eddie Kingston going to kill us all. Uh, we had uh, a Hobbs match versus the skinniest guy in Albany, New York, and he just smashed him up, and they're not done with Hobbs and Stark, so we'll see. How that goes. Didn't really think there would be, but, um, yeah, Martino. I, I wrote down his last name. Yeah. Name. Yeah. D- <laughs> he said he had a name. Yes. <laughs> his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> it's John Doe. The, uh, the jobbers don't have names. You no, know? They, they, um, they said did, his name. I wrote down on my notes Hobbs versus Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody, I knew you go write like Hobbs versus Enhancement Talent. I was like, no, I ain't going to write his, no, Enhancement Talent. I'm going to give this little DOA his last name. No, I thought that D- was Martino. Steve Jobs. I thought that was Powerhouse Hobbs versus Steve Jobs. <laughs> I I did write jobs with two over, B's though. I might have skipped over the star of the night, and if I did, uh, I have to apologize because we had the preeminent pizza maker in professional wrestling, Luigi Primo, on the show. Alex Marvez tried to get an interview with him, but uh, it wasn't to kick him in the face. Ethan Page. Ethan Page, yeah, then Ethan Page cuts a promo on just, like, kind of bullshit silliness. Nobody takes anything seriously in this company, and of all people, Dan House does that. Man, uh, I mean, there was some really great wrestling. This, like, 40 seconds was, like, one of the highlights of my night. Ethan Page kicks him in the face. Uh, Luigi Primo's dead, done for. Dan Housen comes out. And uh, 
Ethan Page talks about how he's going to basically kick his ass next week, but Danhausen thinks he's talking about somebody else. And he's like, yes, we'll kick his ass. And then he realizes that uh, he's going to get his ass kicked. So I don't know. I'm pro Danhausen in these small, you know, chunks. I think he's, he's good for, you know, these 90-second things. I love him with uh, best friends. I think he's just the anti like best friend, but he, you know, they're going, they're like, you know, ingraining them into the faction itself. Um, if Ethan Page loses this match, I'm just going to be really disappointed. There's, no, there's he's a, not going to. They, they, Dan is a jobber. He's I like would, a super. I would fun like jobber. to think so, but weird shit happens in wrestling, and it, 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 I'm not saying it's going to happen on Friday next week, but. If it happens, I'm gonna be really disappointed. It'd be really funny if Eddie Kingston's fat ass came oh, out there Jesus. and he was like, and he was like, you know, I'm just gonna lay it out there. There's guys I don't like. I don't like Danielson. I don't like Punk. I don't like Claudio. I don't like Jericho. I don't like Danhausen. Damn, what is this? I don't like that. I don't like that son of a bitch. BFR Bill. Come find me, Kingston. <laughs> I'm using all sorts of terms. Oh, punk bigfooted Tony Khan. Oh, how's that for a term, Kingston? I'll use all the terms. I've been listening to Bubba, Bubba Ray for fucking years. Hang on. Bigfoot is a bigfooting is a term. Big. Oh my god! I mean, me and Kingston know about it. No, Maybe I, you I, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but we're the boys. I, I was about to say, but I'm the boys in the back. <laughs> I was about to say, clearly, I'm watching too much Stardom to know what bigfooting is. I can't stand that shit shitting on the fans, man. <laughs> Tell you what, Kevin Owens does the exact opposite. He respects the fans. Okay, all right, and all right. he's three hundred times the wrestler that Eddie Kingston is. Okay, it's Geno Smith's getting us off track. Two beer, be Tom Brady, get us on track. Fucking soft bigotry, <laughs> low expectations. All right, okay, Gino, calm down. <laughs> you had a hot week in on Monday. Glory. I said it again. That's two times. That's twice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they beat the Lucha Brothers, and um, this is pretty good. Uh, Swerve in our glory, kind of. I think a lot of people expected them to have. They're like, oh my god, to bring in on all this talent. What are you going to do with all these guys? And I think putting these guys together, despite the terrible name, was pretty good because uh, they're a really good team. And they'll um, probably have a nice rivalry um, shortly because um, they're probably not long for the belts. But, uh, you know, this is solid. I think spot of the night was like right towards the climax of this, or it was the climax of this match before the finish where Phoenix uh, does a Spanish fly with a swerve off the top rope and then. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Penta jumps off of Phoenix's back to do a Canadian destroyer on the Keith. Unbelievable! <laughs> was, I mean, Keith Lee essentially had the backflip onto his own head. Yes. that's how that move yes. works. Is you backflip on yeah. your own head? Unbelievable! Um, I don't between think... that and him throwing Ray Phoenix like a spear into yeah. the pin that was happening uh, on the inside. Those are those were some highlights of the night. This is. Uh... This is Keith Lee doing what Keith Lee was always capable of doing. And honestly, it's more fun than him being a NXT champion or a main eventer in WWE. I would rather him be a tag team wrestler and do shit like this. This It's more fun to me. I think that he's exactly where he should be. Not saying that he doesn't have a main event run in him or anything, but... I, I really like 
I got it out. I really like them as a team, and I really like them as a heel team. And I just hope this is going to sound because my thoughts on the acclaimed are well documented. I just hope that Tony Khan doesn't try to get too cute with this and have Swerve in Our Glory win again next week against the Acclaimed. I think you got to strike while the iron's hot and put the belts on the Acclaimed because they are fucking hot. You, I was going to ask one question, but I'll ask two. I'll, I'll just throw it out there. Either one of you guys can start. I'll just, like I said, I'll, that second one was crazy. I'll start with that first. You said swerving our glory. I, I can say it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not a huge fan of the fucking name, but I can say it. It's not killing me. They're Absolute going to be fucking bullshit. a heel tag team. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I won't do it anymore. No, I love it. You keep doing that shit. Press that motherfucker button all night long. Um, you said they were going to be a heel tag team. A few weeks ago, we just we kind of assumed that. Keith Lee would be the baby face and then Swerve would be the heel once, you know, shit started to go left. Are we? Are you saying that Keith Lee is going to be down with Swerve Strickland I'm, at that I'm point? Saying, I'm saying if you're booking the territory, you have to ride the wave. And all of a sudden, something very organic happened, which is the acclaim to Billy Gunn got the fuck over. Right. Whatever it was, right. scissor me daddy ass. Whatever got the fuck over. Rusev day. So now you have to ride that wave, and I think that you keep Swerve and Keith Lee as heels together. together. Yes. Two beer. What do you think? Because then you have this storyline that you can come back to, assuming everybody stays healthy, comes back, come back to in three months time or so. And oh yeah, them- I mean you, you strike where they are hot. I mean there were so many people arguing that. He should have changed his plans based on crowd reaction 10 days ago. Uh, and then he booked an immediate rematch. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll get super cute with this. I think this is, uh, I don't want to say a correction, but I think just an acknowledgement, like now is the time. Yeah. I mean, ride the wave. Ride okay. The, ride the snake. <laughs> you said something else that kind of per- perked my uh, attention, and I'll just throw it out there once again. Would you rather see Keith Lee in on the main roster chasing Roman Reigns or be in this current situation right now being the tag team champion? Zach goes first. Well, for him, probably chasing Roman Reigns because it's a bigger paycheck, I would assume. Um, no, 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 no. What would you rather by. see? What would you rather I know, see? Yeah, I was just saying, like, there's that. But for me, yeah, it's a lot of fun right now. Uh, you know, Triple H is letting those boys go now. A little bit better as evidenced by 20-minute matches between Gargano and Gable, uh, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I agree with Bill. Besides, like, the any of the indie stuff that I look up to look back on, because I didn't watch Keith Lee before he was in NXT. Right. Uh, but neither. any of that indie stuff that you look back on. I've seen a couple of matches. stuff is super fun. And this is, I mean, this is great. Um, I, he wouldn't be able to do the same stuff in WWE. So for me, uh, this is good. Bill? Yeah, I mean, the same. It's like you're not asking me what I would like better for Keith Lee as a no, what you would know, you rather for his see? pocketbook. I'd rather see him in AEW working with Swerve Strickland as a tag team and then 
like I said last week, like there's something really, really fun about seeing something naturally get over, organically get over that's not planned, and then having to see the people work with it on the fly, like having to see Swerve all of a sudden flip heel because the other guy flipped babyface, and we, you know, Jason. You always bring this up on the podcast, like Rock Hogan at WrestleMania. It's like the, everybody started cheering Hogan, and then Rock just he went into the match as a babyface, and then he fought the match Magically, as a heel. It's one of my favorite and, matches of all yeah, time. Yeah, and it's it's very cool to watch because that that kind of shit can only happen in professional wrestling. Right. So as as much as I as much of a non fan as I am of the acclaimed, I don't hate the guys. They're just not my cup of tea. Right. And I don't root for them per se, but I would be rooting for them. I was rooting for, I ended up rooting for them the other night at All Out because right. I wanted to see the crowd pop, you know, because seeing the crowd pop is that'd fun. Been, no, that'd been a monster pop. So I'd, I, I'd rather see Keith Lee where he is now. I think they look badass when they walk out, Swerve doing his whole Swerve thing, and Keith Lee walking out with the big hood on and just looking mean as fuck and old as are uh, and big as fuck <laughs> not old but fist you know, pound go down in the ring kick yeah your ass, I, take names. No, I, and, no, and plus it. that I match against lucha brothers like it was a good match that's a professional wrestling match it was a good match <laughs> it, it fucking rules no it was a good match so uh, yeah i'd rather see him there okay. i guess yeah no fair enough two beer go ahead all right what do we have next we had uh tag team tony storm and athena versus serena deeb and uh, rick baker so more mostly this existed as a continuation of the Britt Baker, uh, Jamie Hayter storyline. But Britt Baker and Serena Deeb uh, went over, um, you know, pretty much, you know, just like I said, overshadowing kind of the title picture. I know that they're kind of fighting over who's going to go for the title, but uh Britt Baker is in the most intriguing storyline in the women's division right now. And part of that is because Jamie Hader, the fans are really behind her. I'm behind her, but it is interesting that it is kind of the focal point. What do you guys think? No, it, it was just like um, Bill was talking about with um, shit. Who we were just talking about? Um, just organically getting over. Um, fuck. Just talking about it. God damn Jamie Hader? Well, no, not Jamie Hader, but uh, before that. Um, I, I, I'll think about oh, it in 30 seconds. Swerving our glory. Yeah. Know. Well, no, uh, the acquaint with Scissor Me Daddy. Okay, that uh, yes. organically got over. Jamie Hader has kind of organically gotten over as well. I know Jamie Hader because I watched Stardom and I've seen her before the pandemic happened and the world changed. So I was already a Jamie Hader fan coming in. Now, and I've said it before on this podcast, I was really disappointed with the way Jamie Hader has been booked up until this point. Now we have intrigue. The problem with this is that it's around Britt Baker. Two, two problems with this match for me personally. And then, you know, when Bill comes back, I'll pass the mic. Number one, my biggest problem with this is Athena is the biggest loser of this match. She didn't take the pin, but when she was trying to kick uh, Serena Deeb off of the um, the, the, um, the submission she had on Tony Storm, that did nothing. She got super kicked in the face. Okay, 
that is what it is. But then, like, post-match, she came back and started to jump the heels and then got worked again. Look, I'm not asking for Athena to be the champion. I'm just asking, especially after she got worked at all out. You need to have her be strong as humanly possible. She's walking out with these busted-ass wings that Jay broke on the way to All Out. She got worked at All Out. And now the next time we see her, one of the few times we see her on Dynamite, this is how, for me, it's now getting to the point where if there's any time that an interim champion loses, it might be this time because Britt Baker's the, the person that could take it off her, and then you can go back to Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker at that point. I don't think it's going to happen, but I guess there's the third thing. Tony Storm yeah, looks I mean, really weak That's an intriguing idea, uh, for sure, because, uh, yeah, like Tony Storm eating the pin um, was surprising, for right. sure. Right. I thought Athena would eat the pen. You keep Tony Storm strong. You keep all these women in one spot. And now, you know, obviously next week, we're going to have the Fatal 4-Way minus Jamie Hayter with these same four women in the same match. I would think that you would go straight up um, Serena D versus uh, Tony Storm, and then you could have some backstage, you know, nonsense with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. But... That's why I'm talking on the mic, and Tony Khan is running the show. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I like Tony Storm a lot. Love her entrance music. I think she's a star. But uh, she doesn't it feel is like a star. Though. Does she feel like a star to you right now? No. What I'm saying is, uh, Britt Baker has always managed to overshadow like every woman I know, in that I'm, whole division. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Uh, Britt Baker is the face of the women's division. Just none of them, but I mean, almost to the detriment. The only other one that feels like a star is Jade, and she's like super green, um, just because of like her like star presence and her I aesthetic. Think, and I think, that but they, everybody else doesn't feel like a star. Go ahead. I, I think that they need to shake it up every once in a while on Dynamite and open up the show with a women's match or close the show with a women's match. Like that's the only way to make them feel like a big deal. Tony Storm feels like a big deal, but he always she ate the pin. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Mm. I'm saying that he he always, and when I say he, I mean Tony Khan. He always tucks the women's stuff into that uh, one hour and fifteen to one hour and forty minute spot we said, on the show. We said it like a couple weeks ago. It's yeah. eight thirty our time, yeah, Central like, Standard Time. It's so like you oh, can now the it's math. the women's part of the show. The show you yeah, know, so for sure. He's got to do a better job. It's with weird that. that he doesn't change that because he gets major criticism about it all the he time. He did it and like, like a couple weeks ago, and we were like, "Oh, you know, look at the women's you know match. It's earlier than it usually is." But, but he's, he's, he's got to start make to, he's got to start making something feel like a bigger deal there because he's there's gonna, two people that feel like a, a three. I'm sorry, he's gonna need he's gonna need a little bit more variety. Britt Baker, sh- Jade, and Thunder Rosa are the big deal in the women's division. Outside of that. I don't even think Thunder Rosa star, but I don't think. T- uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I don't think that about Thunder Rosa either. He does. Though. I will say that it is important that they do that. I think relatively soon and whip up some 
interest and some stories because Triple H is putting way more of a focus on women's wrestling than Vince ever did. And he's giving more time to matches. Like, you know, if you want to watch women's wrestling and you're not somebody that wants to, you know, watch stardom or subs to stardom, which is it's easy, phenomenal. Easy, even, easy. even the subtitle, even the promos are subtitled in English. Very easy to follow. Um, it's great. But if you're not, if you're somebody that wants to catch something that's on your TV, like, um, I think WWE right now is like the best place for women's wrestling. I know oh, Impact gets a lot of love, but there is no, WWE, there's no the talent level just out of whack. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. The, it's it's not even a question. Like I was thinking today as I was watching Dynamite because I didn't watch it last night. I was like, well, you know, am I? Because I I saw this tag team match coming up, and I was like, man, do I really want to watch this? Do I have time to watch it? You know, like I'm I'm working and. It's like, well, I don't know how much time I have, like, to devote to actually pay attention to this stuff. Like, there's some matches that will go on in the background while I'm working and talking to people and stuff. But I was like, ah, would I feel the same way if it was Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey? And It's like, no, I wouldn't. Not at all. No, I would want to watch this. I would pause it. If I was talking to somebody, it would not be going on in the background. It's like, no, I would watch Bianca Belair fight anybody, basically. I would watch Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair if they were if it, they were motivated and if it was going to be a good match. I would <laughs> you watch... said if they were motivated. <laughs> well, sh- well, I mean, I mean that basically about Charlotte because Charlotte. You said Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Yeah. I Charlotte's not always motivated. motivated. With Becky Lynch, I think she's going to be motivated. Just a smidge. Okay, yeah, fine. So, anyway, but Bianca Belair, on. Bianca Belair is, if she's in the match that means anything, it's must see TV though because that's how good that that's how good of an athlete that she is, and that's how Without good of a question. professional wrestler that she is. WWE I, Women's Wrestler of the Year, as far as I'm concerned, right now, no doubt, no doubt. And Io Shirai to me is the same type of wrestler. Like I want to watch Io Shirai wrestle in wrestling matches. She's been a go off on the main roster. We're not picking nits here. No, I know. I just I said you a little. Be, I'm I, not. I, I said a little off. I said a little. All right. What's next, Zach? Uh, next, we had uh, the main event: Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson, and a much better match than they had ten days previously at All Out. Uh, this was awesome. I mean, this is the kind of shit that you know, in like a couple of years or whatever. You know, like in hindsight, you know, you'd be talking about AEW because everything like falls off. Like AEW is not going to be like awesome, like forever. It could be good for like a very long time, but there'll be times where like, remember whenever like Punk went off the rails and then all of a sudden we just got like Jericho and Moxley in a main of or Jericho and Danielson in a main event that was awesome. Like it's the kind of shit that we'll like talk about. Um, but I, I like this match a lot better than the pay per view. I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought, but uh, yeah, Danielson taps out Chris Jericho. And uh, it will now be Chris Jericho, or I'm sorry, it will now be Brian Danielson and John Moxley. I keep transposing their names and interposing their names because <laughs> they're all three phenomenal, like top level wrestlers. You couldn't make a bad choice if you were to put the belt on any one of them right now. So I thought that this match played into Chris Jericho's strengths a lot more than the match at All Out. I think like the All Out match tried to be a little bit more 
quick with uh, some more stuff going on. Catch, and, catch, catch, catch can. I can't pronounce it, but but this match was definitely more strategic in terms of Jerick or in terms of Danielson trying to work down Jericho's arm so that he could put on the label lock, which he eventually did, and Jericho basically just being a dickhead heel and just. Doing a lot of stuff that was ineffectual. Ineffectual? Ineffective. Is ineffectual a word? Yes, it is, yeah. right? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Ineffectual to Chris Jericho. Our Chris Jericho kept trying to do stuff to Dana Bryan that just was not working. And I thought they told a good story, and this was a much better match than their all-out match. It wasn't It wasn't a five-star classic. It was good. No. Um, better. I- I'll, I'll push back a little bit on the ineffectual portion of the program when Brian Danielson jumped out on the outside to the uh, ineffectual I'm, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> when Brian Danielson jumped out to get Chris Jericho at one point, he twisted his ankle or whatever, and then that was the second part of this match of the main event where. Jericho saw this and you know they you know he was in the ring you can see like Jericho's like you know in the ring was like what you know what the fuck's going on it's like oh you know blood in the water and he went outside and he pushed all the guys aside and Regal saying I can't blame him for doing, doing this. that shit yeah. and it was just, it, you know it's what a heel would do drug his ass back in the ring walls of Jericho single leg crab you know I'm I'm putting you know uh, was the cap crusher on it, you know, on the single leg crab. So, I mean, at that point, that's where I was, that's where I'm going to push back a little bit on the ineffectual portion of the program. That's when the match started to really get interesting. Was it too sure? Because in this scenario, not knowing what happened, you got Jericho versus Moxley. You kind of been there, done that. Brian Danson versus Moxley is fresh. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is the match I kind of want to see. But now in kayfabe style, you have Brian Danson all jacked up. So uh, ultimately, like I said, I'll push back on the ineffectual part of the program. Outside of that, I think they did this match as good as you could possibly do it. You like it better than the all-out match? Um. I like the yeah, I like the psychology in this match better. It's it's two guys wrestling. I mean, at the end of the day, the the Lionheart the Lionheart portion of the, yeah, right. The Lionheart portion of the program I think gets a little too much love. I don't think it's it's stood up this time around in against Brian Danielson for whatever reason. Like you said, it just didn't work. But I think the second time around, especially with the the jacked up ankle, it worked a little better. Zach, any final thoughts on? Uh, okay, so we're gonna have an all Blackpool Combat Club final. I got Danielson. Moxley came in. They shook hands. I think we all said at the beginning we all have Danielson. I'll, I'll Moxley say Moxley came in, will play the heel at some point because the ankle will come into play. Also, it kind of looks like Moxley has a bad handshake. Do you think that's possible? What's what do you what do you consider a bad handshake? Like a dead fish. Uh, no, hell no, man. It's just Moxley. No, I don't hell know. No. I, I, I had a, I had a, 
you know, it's it's fucked up that this has to be a weird thing to say. I had a priest when I was in grade school who used to say, when you shake somebody's hand, like, squeeze it, make it a little firm. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but you Monday don't. night quarterback? But yeah, you don't, it sounds you don't, horrible. You don't want to give him the dead fish. Like, like yeah. you know, like, give him a good handshake, yeah. you know. Like, look, you, have a great, in the eye. you have a great handshake. I've shook your hands. Plenty, Plenty of times. times. Yeah, you have a great handshake. Thank it, you. You when, do the same. When it looked like Danielson and Moxley were shaking hands, it looked like Moxley had a bit of a dead fish. You ever met somebody you're that saying, you shake their hand, you're like, oh, God damn, that's not I would a handshake. A, I would expect a woman to have the dead fish handshake. It looked like Moxley had the dead fish. Go back and watch it. To like be an or, Orange Cassidy handshake. Oh, oh, that's the one thing we didn't talk about. Thank you, Two Beer. I wanted to jump on there for 30 seconds. Orange Cassidy knocks out uh, Pac backstage. Yep, so we're going to have, instead of Ethan, uh, Ethan Page versus Pac, we're going to have Pac versus uh, Orange Cassidy. Pac is kind of not necessarily one to fuck with Orange Cassidy, and now you got to. They're going to have an awesome match. Yes, I think they're going to have really an awesome match. Is that, is on- that a Rampage? I think it's on Rampage. Wow. Okay, well. I mean, that seems like a, a way to get people to watch well, I, yeah, Rampage. Yeah, that's, that's Well, Tony, Con, Tony Khan said he was going to start stacking Rampage with good matches again, and it started this week because that Claudio Dex <laughs> Shepard match was really good. <laughs> and, then he, and then he suspended uh, 20% of his star power. Yeah, I know, right? No, look, I thought about it. When the, when the Elite Zach comes back. Zach didn't even trip off me saying Dax Shepard. Right. Yeah. When the Elite comes back. <laughs> <laughs> when the Elite comes back, who's going to win? The, who has the titles? Pac, who has a, a long-term running feud with Kenny Omega and the Bucks and the, and the Lucha Brothers. Please, please. Let's get to that three count. All right, I just want to say that it's really nice to have gone through this entire podcast and not have to talk about CM Punk. So here's PWI's <laughs> 500. Uh, PWI 500. Until now. Uh, we're just going to read off the top 20, and I'm going to read these real fast. So if you have to rewind it, go ahead and rewind it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these off real fast, and then we're going to talk about it. One is Roman Reigns. Two is Kazuchika Okada. Three is CM Punk. Four is Hangman Adam Page. Five is Bobby Lashley. Six is Cody Rhodes. Seven is Danielson. Eight is Vikingo. Vikingo. El Mijo Vikingo, I think is. CM, uh, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's from Lucha Libre. Uh, Nine is Big E. Ten is Gresham. Eleven is Shingo Takagi. Twelve is John Moxley. Thirteen is Matt Cardona. Fourteen is Josh Alexander. 15 is Tanahashi, 16 is MJF, 17 is Seth Rollins, 18 is Adam Cole, baby. 19 is Omega, and 20 is Drew McIntyre. The first thing that pops off here is that Moxley is at 12. He's out of the top 10. PWI has come out and said that the reason, you know, this... No, state the criteria. We talk about this every year. This state is, the criteria. This is a, sla- it's a slash shoot slash kayfabe. So if you hold a title for a long time, you're going to be higher on this list. It also has to do with, like, crowd reactions and shit like this. This is how they do this. I think, and I think that this is why they did this, is so because there's so many wrestling podcasts 
but we appreciate you guys listening to ours. <laughs> There's so many wrestling podcasts that they, they like doing this so that we'll talk about it. Leaving John Moxley out, they said that John Moxley missed a lot of time. Three how months. much? How much time has Big E missed? I mean, he's missed a fucking ton of time. John Moxley being number twelve is stupid. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, Okada is probably the best wrestler in the world. You know, you can have arguments about that, but nobody argues that he's one of the top ten. But having him at number two when he hasn't held the belt for a while is also kind of ridiculous. Um, I'll also say that Will Ospreay is nowhere on this top 20, which is also pretty stupid. What do you think, uh, Zach? Uh, yeah, sorry, I'd unmute myself. But, uh, yeah, it, I agree with your sentiments. Uh, I hadn't, like, studied this list. I posted it on Friends of BFR thinking it would get a lot more debate than it actually did. But um, a couple things that do stand out to me, I actually – even despite all the bullshit with Punk, I would have put Punk over Okada. I know Okada, you know, won the G1, but that was, you know, it was like back-to-back. But at the same time, the most recent one was not on there because it was like June to June. So it wasn't that he did the back-to-back. Um, it was the first one, and then he won that final because, like, Kota Bushi like, broke his arm. It was, like, a great up until then. or broke his shoulder. But anyway... Uh, Punk sold out the United Center on, like, just the rumor that he might be there. <laughs> I think that's, like, absolutely huge. Um, he uh, was definitely a big, you know, ratings mover and ticket seller for AEW over the past year. Um, so it's weird to just talk shit about CM Punk for weeks and then be like, yeah, he should have actually been number two on the PWI 500. <laughs> but um, I, it's funny looking at these as, like, a jaded – uh, podcast wrestling host who uses insider terms versus whenever <laughs> I looked at it whenever I would subscribe to Pro Wrestling Illustrated when I was a kid and the PWI 500 was like the primo issue of the year. It was like three times as thick as like any other issue. It was like getting a goddamn book of Latter-day Saints in the mail or something. Just like a real Hold thick, on, let, let, me ask, let me ask Eddie Kingston. Is it okay to use the term pop Wow. Can we use the term pop, Eddie wow. Kingston, like we're one of the boys? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought I thought I was the dog with the bone on most podcasts. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is episode 274. Bill has a bone. <laughs> AEW Dynamite. <laughs> There's still some meat on that bone. I mean, I don't Find know, me, man. Find me, Kingston. Find me. I don't know. Go ahead, Drew. Flabby I'll, bastard. I'll let, I'll let you finish, and then I'll, I'll jump in on here in 30 seconds. But, uh, you know, uh, Matt Cardona being over Seth Rollins is kind of hilarious. <laughs> but, um, it, it really I don't is. Know. <laughs> okay. And I'm not disagreeing with it or anything. I'm not, I'm just I would saying, love like, to see Matt Cardona slash Zack Ryder's last 15 years on the PWI 500. <laughs> I would love to see it. He had that huge GCW match where everybody threw trash at him in the ring and that's huge, and I am not taking anything away from Matt Cardona. I, I'm not even saying that number 13 is wrong for him to have. I would just love to see what his past 15 years have been because he's a guy that's been in the business for 15 years. 
I'm sure this is. He used to fight Tyler Rex. I'm sure he used this to be is the his, tag team with Tyler Rex. I think this is his highest, you know, PWI ranking of all time up to this point. Surely, yeah. Okay, so a lot of this is is part kayfabe, part not kayfabe. In no particular order, you have to. It, and this is how this PWI is broken down. It's wins and losses. It's technical ability. It's influence on the game, so on, so on, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so for me, Roman Reigns obviously is number one. And, and this goes, and there's a time frame on this too. There's no doubt he's number one. From, I think it's like June or July uh, 2021 to June of 2022. Okay, Roman Reigns obviously is number one. Shouldn't be a doubt. Like him, don't like him. It is what it is. Roman Reigns is number one. Okada number two. Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't matter. Punk in three. I get it. He came back at this time frame. He won the championship. I get it. The only one from Punk, Page, Lashley at five. He won the title. Won the title twice, if I'm not mistaken, at this point. Or he, yeah, he won the title twice at this point. Cody Rhodes at six. I get it. Danielson at seven. I get it. Vikingo at eight, I get it. Big E, God bless you. This is where we got the problem. If there's anybody that should be out of this top ten and Moxley comes in, this is where we have to go with it. If we're doing a... Vikingo, you get it? I do, no. You get it? No, I really do. Yeah, you're fine with it. Look. You're to, fine. You're fine go, with it. Go to. He you're just wrestled, not. You're not fine with Big E, but you're fine with Vikingo. He wrestled in a guy this that's time never been frame. mentioned. A guy that's never been he mentioned on this podcast in one this time, time frame. And Big E <laughs> has funny. been out. We are fucking e hipsters. We are wrestling hipsters to the nth degree. For six months. And Vikingo. John Moxley is trying. I'm trying to put John. I've never Moxley even heard in. of him. And I'm putting John Moxley in behind <laughs> this dude, okay? But you're fine with Vikingo, okay? All yes, right. without question. He wrestled in this 12 month time frame. All Big right. E has wrestled what three times in three months, and then when he wrestled as champion, he lost okay. every single time until he finally coughed it up. Can I see the weed? Man, goddamn. Okay, look, I get it, and I know Jonathan Gresham was the running joke around here no, for no, a hot minute. No, but Jonathan but Gresham, Gresham be didn't in win the belt until ROH's last ability thing. is a part. But of he the, didn't. But he didn't win the belt until ROH's last pay per view. Go back and look at the R. I'm sorry, the PWI 500. <laughs> Big Vikingo Mark over here. Look, it's. It's not even that. Come on. It's not even that. They're giving you the criteria. It's wins and losses. It's technical ability. It's influence on the game. Don't You can laugh at me all you want to, but go look and I'm check this shit you. out. By all means, laugh at me if you want to. I am I'm laughing. just saying that there is a method behind the madness. Well, I think, that's why, scenario, I, th- I think that's why they left Moxley off the top ten so we could talk about it. They know they're they know right. they, okay. Ultimately, we're going to talk about it. Let's let's hear Zach's thoughts. Uh, it was funny. I wasn't even tripping off my Kingo until you said he's never been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not one time. And we've been talking for like hours, hours a week for five years. 274 episodes. He's number eight. 
Jason's like, I got no problem. No problem with it. No problem. Number eight. Come on. We didn't, even, we didn't even bring him up just rattling off names in a match. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He never came up. He's never come up. Zero problem with it. Yeah. I've seen him wrestle. Uh, I, I don't watch that stuff a lot, but uh, sometimes you're in the mood for it. There's a lot of good shit on YouTube, but that, that just cuts right to the core. Uh, yeah, he's out. Get him out of there. All right. and, and then you're, you're putting Moxley in his spot and Biggie that hasn't wrestled in a cal- almost a calendar year. I'll just say six months. I'll say six months. Biggie is well, out. That, I mean, that was my point. My my point was Moxley's left out of it. I I really think that they thought there's so many wrestling podcasts. If we leave Moxley out of the top ten, because Shit. obviously they're not. Where the fuck take, was uh, they're Jay not, White? Where the fuck is Will Osprey? Obviously, they're not taking into account all the indie stuff that Moxley's been doing over the past year. For whatever reason, they're not taking that into account. Or they just sat around and they said, you know, if we leave them out of the top 10, more people will talk about the PWY 100 or 500. And they got to be paying attention to it because they got Cardona, you know, and like Moxley's been GCW champion for a long time. Yes. He's not ready oh. to have a, a title versus career match versus Nick Gage. It's just probably going to roll. Other, other than that, I... Uh, I think Tanahashi being at 15 is a little high. It, it's, I mean, to leave Osprey out and put Tanahashi in when Tanahashi's sole point now is basically to put guys over, it seems weird to leave him out when Osprey is doing the work of Maybe. his life. And also, Kenny Omega has also been out forever, forever, June to June. He missed nine of those months, eight of those months or something. Like they're putting him in at number nineteen. Drew McIntyre should be higher. No Osprey is wild. No Osprey yeah. is wild, and having Shingo in there at eleven and No Osprey is wild. Now Shingo, it's well established on this podcast how love much him. I like Shingo. We all love him, but he took the belt off Yano, and now he's holding Yano's belt. Dude, the KOPW don't, 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 belt. Don't make me throw this motherfucker down. That's just, <laughs> say, that's, that's the only. Hey. That's his uh, fucking Achilles heel. You need to just gift that Joker back to Yano. Queen Elizabeth died, <laughs> and now the only royal that I recognize is the king of pro wrestling, Shingo oh, Tagagi. Kiss my ass. You ain't shit. Anyway, uh, it's it's fun that Josh Alexander's on there. As as a, the only Impact guy that that watches the shit, um, and we saw him. Yeah, I, I like Jackson Alexander. I don't know if he's going to go to AW or WWE. But if they if, really want to troll everybody, they should have put CM Punk at number one. No. He came can't. out this week, you just can't. CM Punk at number one. You can't. Oh, if you, man. If you're going to do I, a criteria so and, and talk about wins and losses, wins and, we were talking about wins the last time Roman Reigns lost. I'm happy to see Bobby Lashley at five. Bobby Lashley had a great year. He really did. In this, he did great work. In this PWI, you know, whatever it's June to July or whatever. In that twelve months, Bobby Lashley has come back to where we, where I thought he should have been walking in the door God the damn, first time. I really want to see. Oh, the that re- stuff, I really want to see the rest. I want to see the rest. That was like list. That 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 almost Lashley trilogy. That was like. Uh, Omega Okada stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. They need a fourth hey, one. No, you know. can, no. we get, can we get Zach to pronounce O-M-O-S one more time, please? <laughs> say, say, that, say that name one more time. 
I literally don't even know how I said it. <laughs> he said almost. <laughs> As in. Absolute <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. Dude, that's the great... That's, Almost. <laughs> as in A-L-M-O-S-T. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Which would not be a bad name for a wrestler. Almost. <laughs> Almost came back on Monday night. <laughs> Almost would be better a name for him. Do we have any interest in Almost versus Braun Strowman? Uh Cody Rhodes at six makes total sense to me. He had three bangers of matches. Yeah. Um, uh, I would love to see Kevin Owens in here just because he had a huge WrestleMania. Just a massive WrestleMania. Wins and losses is a part of this deal. That's I know. why Seth Rollins is lower than what we, what I would think he would be. I think he's a top ten guy in the world at the very, bare minimum. In this case, he's 13. I just really like when I'm sitting around – late at night and there's nothing to watch and my wife's asleep and I might be kind of high or kind of drunk. I love putting on Kevin Owens, Steve Austin. Like it is, it's like comfort food to me. Like it is so, it's so nice to watch. It's so fun to watch. Nothing in Kevin Owens' life will be better than that. He's got multiple kids. He eclipsed all their childbirth. He eclipsed his marriage to a super hot wife. He got to retire Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania hey. in an uh, amazing what match. What do you mean he retired it's him? so good. Hey, Zach. Austin won. That mm. that segment at WrestleMania eclipsed my child's birth. Oh, Jesus and I wasn't even And I wasn't even there at WrestleMania. Oh, I was just God. watching it on TV. See, for any woman that is like I you would know, let, straight. I would let a million kids fart shit, in my daughter's like face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with farting. Okay. <laughs> I'm obsessed with farting and Kevin Owens. I, I, I would be like, you know, marry me. If, if the Rock and Austin, I'm sorry, Rock and Hogan is the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. If I ever got married, I would say marriage would be the next step up. If I ever had kids, it'd be like, you know, Austin, you know, Rock, Hogan third marriage right. kids. You know, you motherfuckers got all shit fucked up. PWY 500 is not out yet. We only have the top 20. None of us have seen anything else, right? I want everybody to give a guess as to what number 21 is. Do you know? No, I don't. I'm going to say Will Ospreay. That's going to be my guess. No, no. <laughs> I'm about to say that. I think they jacked this thing all up. Um, uh, it's an AEW guy. I'll go. We already said Kenny Omega. Um, Darby Allen. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go Darby Allen. I mean, it really could be either one of those guys, or those guys could be at eighty or something. I, I have no idea. What do you think? Zach? I'll go uh, Zach Harwood. Ooh. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Oh, this, okay. That's going to do it for our three that. count. I love that. I, love I have that. one more question for you guys. They are getting ready to announce the World Tag League lineup for NJPW. Currently, FTR is the IWGP champion. NJPW, IWGP, same thing. Do we see them in the World Tag League? Do they drop the belts beforehand? Or do they keep the belts and not show up in the World Tag League? Which is basically the G1 for tag teams. And NJPW, Zach, or Jason, what do you think? 
um, I don't know. Zach knows this, but I was I saw this online. Uh, Aussie Open versus FTR is one of the matches at Royal Quest. Um, it's either the it's coming up here in the next couple weeks. Um, it's for the IWGP Championships. Obviously, it has connections with. Uh, New Japan in the Stardom crossover um, tournament for the first IWGP championship for the ladies. Neither here nor there. I'll say this much. If I had to take a guess, if you're going to do it, this is the time to do it. FTR is one that I won't say one of. They are the the best. They'd have to be gone from AEW for like um, five weeks, though. Have we seen them? I mean, they're not the champions, though. So, I mean, it's not like you need to see FTR on AEW champion. Should have put a time limit on this. Like Look. 90 seconds for Jason to talk to himself. Look, I think at this point. Do you, you think they're yes. in there or not? Yes. If you yes. had to put $5 on it, I'll you would say $20 yes. dollars on it. Yes. You'd say that FTR yes. is in the World Tag League they for NJPW. Beat, they will beat Aussie Open at World Quest and then come in to World Tag League as champions. I mean, I can't wait to see FTR versus uh, Techers. Zach, do you think they're in the World Tag League? I'm so confident that Mm-mm. I will. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. I said 20 bucks. I will take a picture of my genitals, and I'll put a time release on it in, in the hands of a third party. And if they do not um, Who's the third party, in the Zach? World Tag League, Who's who's the third party? Yeah, they, <laughs> but it wasn't even like, thing, no, we're gonna let you finish. Like, who's the motherfucker's got to like, hold this that time? That picture mom? is going to be mailed to all of my wife's family and every child in my daughter's school. <laughs> and I will risk being a sex offender. That's how sure you are. <laughs> That's how sure I am. No, I'm actually not that sure. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> was that the Nathan for you where he risked being a yeah. sex offender? Yeah. But he's got to get out of the handcuffs? I just watched, You remember I just what we had to do shit. for Bill when he, you, he started to go me. rogue on us? It's incredible, right? It's so good. He's like, he's like, lots of magicians risk their lives, but none of them will risk being put on a, on a list for being a registered sex offender. <laughs> Okay, so All right. Zach, give me a percent. Right. Give me a percentage on FTR. I still think they're in there. Uh, I'll say ninety percent that they're Ooh, in there. Sounds like somebody's in for ten dollars. They, yeah. I'm All, for All right, Jason's they're. in for twenty. Zach's in for ten. I'll take you both on thirty dollars. They're not in it, <laughs> dude. I mean, if you're going to get worked over by A. Kingston, can I get my money up front? Good bullshit. <laughs> Unprofessional. They're going to want them in the Tokyo Dome. You know, like I'm not gonna be in the Tokyo Dome. I want my money before. You. Wait, what I'm you saying... just say to me about A. Kingston? If you're gonna catch that work from A. Kingston, can <laughs> I catch I get... no work from that fucking slob? If you're gonna catch that work from A. Kingston, can we get our money up front? That's that's all I want. I mean, if if I, if I don't get my twenty bucks, I want it before you get killed. He's like Slimer without the sense of humor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Find me, Kingston. Oh boy! Pop, <laughs> peel, face. Oh my god! Going in the business for themselves. Potato. Mm. You're getting major heat. <laughs> I'm using all the terms, right? <laughs> I say somebody cut Tom Brady off. He's mad at the kids. 
This is banned from ringside. Hey, everybody, we got some birthdays this week. <laughs> some people might be alive. Oh, uh, come on, man. I'm de- See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm done. Well, I'm done with oh, that. We got the birthday. The gentleman's sitting right across from me right now. Man, look, is it November? Teddy Long. Holla, 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 holla. Oh, you ain't <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Adrian Adonis. Nope, nope. I'm not going to You're do not that. even going to guess? Nope. I'm, no, I know. I know what the Tell answer me. is. Tell me. I don't know. What, look. He's 68. Good. Uh, that, yeah. I don't know. He, I'll guess. Maybe he I'll would guess be ages. 68. I'll guess ages, but I'm not get, doing that Jim Cornette. Anymore. You're going to be wrong about this one. Jim Cornette. He's dead. <laughs> Never mind. There's a joke there. Watch him be dead now. And yeah, right. Like breaking news story. Like, and I get okay. investigated. 62. Hello, everybody. Uh, Zach Bowman of Band from Ringside Podcast just reported that Jim Cornette is dead what? at age 61. Uh, he's only 61. Damn. See, I was really close. I said 62. Gerald Briscoe, who is killing it on Twitter, by the way. Very good Twitter follow. If you don't follow Gerald Briscoe, is seventy six. Think of him, or he's got a handler. Uh, yeah, no, there's it, no it, way. I mean, it, no it might be. Yeah, yeah it might no be way. that. But who's his handler? Like a grandkid or something? Look, whoever it is, give them. He's that not motherfucker paying the anybody. He's not rich. He lives in a house like mine. Look, might have a better TV. I, look, it's like Ron Funches or something doing his Twitter. Uncle Hey, Gerald, Gerald Briscoe, come find me. Oh Jesus. <laughs> You stooge. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, you work stiff, huh? Oh, you work stiff. Uh, Eva Marie, alive, is 38. Uh, wish her the best. I can't believe she's that old. Renee Young, Mrs. John Parker Moxley. Mrs. John Moxley, Mrs. Dean Ambrose. Renee Young in talks to come back to WWE right now. Okay. No shit. Those are the rumors. Oh, that, that, uh, she's 37. Art Anderson. This one surprised me, too. How old do you think Arn Anderson 69. is? 69. <laughs> Absolute fucking bullshit. Unprofessional bullshit. No, Zach, he's not 69. How old do you think he is, Jason? 65. He's 64. Good guess. That's a really good guess. So lucky. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Now, alive or dead? No. This is a dead. tough one. Dead. Are you sure, Zach? Or are you guessing? I'm, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Should I look it up? Sure. We'll go with Zach. He's dead. I if he's I'm alive, if he's alive at age seventy-two, happy birthday, Greg the Hammer. And Ethan Page, the aforementioned, is thirty-three. He's alive. He's got health care. He's Canadian. <laughs> Hey everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For Murray the Murray Man Murray, because I Check. forgot him last week. For Lucha Chris. Check. For the Sideways in Time podcast. Check. For Patriot Pat. Check. For Tender Mahal. For Bo Vice. Eastman, go check. check out your old Droog Vice. I'm telling you, you're going to love that shit. Dropping 50 on the Shanghai Sharks. For Zach Pullman. For Check. Jason Bell. Uh, support your local restaurants Support Check. your local weed dealers Check. Black Lives Matter Check. And never forget to boo the heels I think it's so low at 13 Is because a lot of this shit Coming down the stretch He lost He lost to Cody three times Yeah but that's not why he's at 13 He's at 13 because he didn't hold any belts at all 
Okay, more so to my point. So it's not like, you know, they're off. We just don't agree. Biggie is the only one. The top, the other nine, I have no problem with If you it. were saying right now who are the only, who are the most influential wrestlers of 2022, it's Cody Rhodes is one and CM Punk is two. Where's Roman Reigns at? Huh? I'm talking about influential. I'm talking Where's about Roman Reigns I'm at? talking about changing the conversation. The conversation has been changed twice this year. And that's when's not even the last time well, we had, Vince McMahon might when's need the last number time three. we had an undisputed champion. No, I understand the kayfabe part of it. But the thing that I'm saying is that Cody Rhodes leaving AEW is huge. Opened up everything. And when we talk about when we talk about the beefer for the biggest scandal or the biggest news story or whatever it is. There's only we have one. three huge ones, but it's they, Sam Punk, Sam Punk Scrum. Okay. It's Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, but okay. it's Vince McMahon. Okay. But in any other year, a, any one of those three would be the most, the biggest story of the year. Am I wrong, Zach? No, oh, this year has been crazy. Like the Vince, forgot about the Cody, the Punk. Shay McMahon getting ran out of fucking uh, Royal Rumble in, in January. That feels that like 10 sta- years ago. Okay, that, that started so off the ago. year. That was 2022. That started off our year. Okay? It's funny. It, COVID, ahead. like, made it, like, no news for, like, two years. And now it's like they, it's like we're an exponential news time. Like, whenever we go back to think yeah. about our year in review, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be like, wait. When did that that happened that happened a long time ago. It found it, it, no, Adam Adam Cole and I'm sorry Adam Page Brian Danielson like 60 minute draw and the uh, the match after that that was not happened this year. This year. Mm-hmm. Fucking a really? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was this year. Wow, holy shit! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Somebody, what month was that? January. It was like in the middle of the year. By the way, I started recording again. We're not giving this shit. <laughs> We're not giving this shit away for free. No, I'll just say this. For me, and that's where the crazy part about this whole thing is, is that a lot of these things, when Shane McMahon got booted from the Royal Rumble for going, literally going into business for himself, that was like a huge deal. You know what? And Bro- it felt like it was going to be the top of the top. We didn't even mention Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar not being Brock Lesnar could have easily been in that top twenty. Well, yeah. in some of the biggest matches of the year. Time frame, Did business. Time frame. We have to take that into consideration. I think that's kind of what is what with the problem with Will Ospreay. But if he would have been Jay number, White. if he would have been number eight, you wouldn't have blinked. You've been like, yeah, okay. Probably not. Um, I, I would if he would have been number 18, you certainly wouldn't have blinked. No, but once again, I think. No, you got to get Vikingo in there, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Vikingo. He's had a hell of a year. He has had a hell of a year. I mean, year. you remember his August? Shit. No joke. I'll say this. Wrestling in some cafeteria in okay. Monterey. Okay. But oh then. <laughs> I'll say this. For. Guys that come back, Cena, Brock, <laughs> these other guys. That was so racist. <laughs> for these other guys that come back, you got to be able to understand that the, 
you we got to stick to the criteria. It's not what we like or who we don't like or whatever. There's a there's a list of the criteria that the PWI 500 is broken down with. For what it's worth, my dad used to spend time in Monterey every single year for work, and he loved Monterey. It's the only reason I brought it up. I love the Mexican people. I love Mexico. I love the cartels. I've seen all the narcos. And uh, on this, like, little, uh, I guess, episode, uh, you know, bonus episode, we could put the the shit that I had on, on Anchor on this shit, so it's all-encompassing. I'll just say this in, in closing. For me, I don't have a problem with the top 10 outside of Big E. If you're going to have a Moxley on the outside for missing three months, then Big E is the guy that's on the outside looking in for missing more than three, six months, no whatever doubt. the case may Does be. Does not make any sense. At all. Totally At understand. All. He's just on there because he's so nice, and nobody wanted to do no. him dirty. No. Well, they say Vikingo tips 30% everywhere he goes. <laughs> it's, it's not even that. Pesos, though. It's not even that. I'll, no, no, U.S. U.S. <laughs> I, I want Big E to come back and come back healthy. But when he became champion, and here's my only problem with that. When he became champion, he lost and lost a lot up until he coughed up the belt. To where now it's Pretty like. Pretty much lost every time. Right. So now how's he in the top eight or top ten and Moxley's out? That's where it doesn't make sense. Outside of that. Big energy. Look, I like big energy too, shit. You know, that's my dog. I want him to come back and come back healthy. If he doesn't come back, that's okay too. But he shouldn't be in this top ten. He he just shouldn't. No, he shouldn't be. No, it's, it's, it's. It's strange that he's in the top ten. It's also strange that Vikingo is in the top ten. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Really? You're going to double down on this, I'm going to huh? double down on this shit. This is my stone cold lock of the week. Or, what, that you're going to double down on it? Yeah. It, go back and look at his shit. Okay, he's wrestled in this time frame of 12 months. He's wrestled all 12 months. He's obviously. Name one of his matches. Shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, dude. Come on. You can't. Can you name one? No, you can't. No, I've never heard of him. Okay. So, in this scenario, we're talking about. And I'm a fucking Mark, no. dude. I've never heard of him. No, he wrestles in CML. So, I got to get that. I got to get that deep into it. No. <laughs> Nine hours of wrestling in a three-hour podcast isn't enough per week for me. I have to go seeking out Vikingo matches. The top ten, you one of the top ten you don't know. The other nine, Vikingo. you do. Okay, the other nine you know, and we could argue that yeah, shit. I know. And, and even with Jonathan Gresham, you guys ran down Jonathan. So there's Gresham. a guy that can show up in the top ten that I've never heard of. You think that that's okay? You think that he deserves that eight spot? I've never heard of him. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You it's kind of cool because, like, you might be in the top ten next year by those standards. <laughs> <laughs> He's heating up. I was going to say, I'm sorry you decide to have babies and get married and all that other shit. Oh, that's yeah, on you. That's, it. that's, that's on it. you. Yes, and yes. on you too, Zach. <laughs> that's it. Because <laughs> because if I wouldn't take my daughter to the park today, I would have been just sitting here glued to CMLL hey. Vikingo matches. Hey. hey. 
Look, think a guy. I might have to talk oh, about this for five oh, minutes oh, on my I'm podcast. Sorry. Who's this six number? Who's this, guy, who's this guy that's number eight? It's not six. It's fifty. So let's get the <laughs> get the number right. Number one. Number two. Yeah. If it's going to be somebody that's in the top ten, maybe you should be like, oh, who's this guy? Let's go on YouTube and check this shit out. Maybe. I mean, maybe not, not, not now. I will, but okay. Him look, being number eight, you're fine with it though. Just. Yes. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, you know, we got some birthdays this week. I'm kidding. We already did this part. <laughs> this motherfucker here. Uh, Zach, can't wait to watch John Wick 4 with you. Are we going to wait to see it together? Are we going to see it, <laughs> see it separately yeah. and then just dish on the phone? I feel like we'd have to dish because otherwise that would be like a very extreme form of edging because I don't know when we'd be able to get together for that. Uh, you're going to be here in October, I know. We do have to schedule a live podcast, even if we do a weekly podcast. Zach, you're going to be in town in October, right? I am for a few days. Uh, right. Going to, uh, from dusk till dawn. So even if Jason and I have to drive to you just to do a podcast about like our favorite shit or we can just sit around bullshitting, you'd be down for that, right? Goddamn. Oh, yeah. Totally. I love how this motherfucker over here is, you know. I'm going to drive your black ass to rural <laughs> Illinois, dude. It's not even that. You get They're going to be watching kicked. you. No, you are you are annoying us with getting our asses kicked with Eddie Kingston. So now we're like a, a fucking. They're going to be watching you like Eddie those Kingston. towers in Never Ending Story that like just shoot down lasers and just kill the dude and the horse. H- have we watched. Yeah. Have we watched. Um, the House of, um, not House of Black, but. Uh, Living Single? No, no. no. <laughs> you ain't shit. What's the uh, the Game of Thrones uh, prequel? Oh, House of the Dragon. Yes or no? No, I've been watching Rings of Power, um, so I haven't. Oh. I, I want to watch Rings of, or House of Dragon, but I've been watching Rings of Power. I totally forgot about that Dexter. shit. You've watched that, yeah. You oh, like yeah. it or no? Oh, it's legit. No doubt. For somebody Dexter and has- I are also watching Walking Dead right now. And I've never seen it, and he's never seen it. So, like, every night we're just trying to crank out, like, two episodes, and we're living on a diet of The Walking Dead. So, Bernthal's in that, right? I don't know. I think John Bernthal's in that. Uh, I've never watched The Walking Dead. Yeah. House of the Dragon's legit, though. No, I do like it. It's a, it's a slow burn. But I kind of no. I, I like the slow burn stuff in Game of Thrones. Like, I, I much prefer, like, people talking in rooms than the dragon shit like you know the only thing i would say about house of dragon is like it's gonna have to well, at least what i think is gonna happen is you're gonna have to jump like time frames from where you're 12 to 16 Does that no, bother you? no not at all but I was just going to ask for time you. might be moving a little faster for you these days <laughs> it always does for guys that read the book does it bother you? No, it doesn't bother me because this part wasn't part of the books. Okay. This was like a whole new book that came out in 2018 or something called Fire and Blood where it's like really bare bones. It just tells the history of the Targaryens. And so like the show is filling it all in. But George R. R. Martin is actually like an active writer on the show. So it's like he's in control of his own mythology, which is pretty cool. It's a slow burn, though. It's it's slow. So far, so good. I have no problem with it. 
it's it's gotten a little interesting this week where I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're doing what? <laughs> Absolute fucking bullshit. Unprofessional bullshit. We what? ran out of gas here. I tell you what, uh, the wrestling community is actually decidedly less toxic than the hardcore, than a portion of the hardcore Tolkien community because I got online to talk about the Rings of Power to see what people were saying about it. And, and there's one dicks. subreddit. There's one subreddit where people are like giving it a bit of a doubt, I'm like, yeah, it's a television adaptation. I'm so excited to see this because I'm a fan. And then there's like one side where they're like, there's this guy. He was like, they're literally making up fiction. And I'm like, dude, the whole show is fiction. It's elves and dwarves and hobbits. <laughs> like, he's just so mad that it's not referencing a a book that reads like a history novel. Uh, it's it's yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, somebody somebody got on Twitter the other day, like this right wing guy, and he had a real long thread about how like, yeah, okay, now they're making hobbits black he's like but there's actually like it's like it's one thing to call it reverse reverse racism or something or he was like just talking total bullshit and he goes but this is something that already has races so like replacing a white guy with a black guy in a show that already has orcs elves and whatever he's like that's even more racist and i was like dude i just i quote tweeted it with in parentheses orcs elves and hobbits it's like how can you argue this shit yeah, i'll tell you, I, I'll he's tell you what, down that hill for the new game of thrones there are black characters and nobody's even mentioning that they're black not blinking the oh fucking inch. nope it's like and you this chick's going to marry the black dude and nobody's like well, you I'm, can't do that because he's black. I'm, I'm more tripping off of like, oh, she's 14. Damn. What well, the Well, yeah, fuck? they tried to marry her off to her right, to her uh, right. toddler brother, too. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. That's what I was tri- not tripping off. Not tripping off the of oh, color. I thought it stopped us. We're still recording. This is for all the super fans out there. Right. Hey, everybody have a real nice night. Mm-mm. Don't scare them away. Um, Absolute fucking <laughs> bullshit. Unprofessional bullshit. bullshit.